Welcome back to the Salary to CEO podcast. I'm your host, Jake Richards, and you're listening to the show that helps you go from nine to five into small business ownership. This week on the pod, we spoke with content creator, entrepreneur, and venture capitalist, Joe Pompliano. Joe's had a meteoric rise to the point where he's working with F1 teams like McLaren, interviewing people like Gary V, Dana White, and Lance Armstrong, and investing in companies like Airbnb and Reddit. But it all started with a humble newsletter, Huddle Up where Joe shares deep dives into the most interesting sports business stories. With over 120,000 subscribers, that newsletter and the media that branches off it has become a business in itself. Joe even employs a small team to help with the production. Any content creator worth their salt or entrepreneur for that matter will tell you that building an email list is still one of, if not the best way to sell online. It's the only digital platform that gives you total control and direct contact with the audience without being at the mercy of an algorithm. And seeing what Joe's built with Huddle Up and the long-term opportunities that a quality email list provides, I've decided to launch a newsletter as a companion to this podcast. And so this week, I spoke with newsletter content creator Daniel Roman to get some advice. He's like the inception guy of newsletters. He writes a newsletter about writing a newsletter. And he's building his newsletter in public, giving daily updates on its progress and sharing valuable info on the entire process on X or Twitter if you're nostalgic like me. So the following pod includes experts from a coaching call I had with Daniel, It's packed with tons of practical tips to get your newsletter launched and subscribers signing up. There's one genius launch strategy in particular that I would have never thought of doing, which I'm now putting together a plan to implement it in order to get my first 100 subscribers. You can copy and paste this exact same strategy. So whether you're a podcaster like me, a real estate agent, an online marketer, a landscape business owner, or a content creator, this podcast episode is going to help you learn how to grow your email list through newsletter, and build your online audience to ultimately be able to sell more products and services. This is a very tactical breakdown and I'm sure you're gonna get a lot out of it. So let's get into the episode. All right, guys, so step one to growing a newsletter. I'll be honest, this one came as a bit of a surprise to me. It doesn't even start with writing a newsletter. It actually starts at the top of the funnel with your social media platform of choice and getting that profile optimized for encouraging newsletter subscribers. Yeah, so I'll focus on one platform, right? Either X or LinkedIn and just optimizing your profile first just to make sure that people know that you have a newsletter. So like adding a link on your bio that has your newsletter link on it and just selfishly promoting it like crazy every single day that you have this email newsletter to get people to subscribe to your email list right now since you're just starting out. Now, one thing to keep in mind is you don't want to confuse your audience with too many links. You might have seen those Linktree links in people's bios where they have like 10 different websites once you click through to it. But the problem is it's not actually that great for directing your audience to where you want them to go most. There's too many options. They get confused and in the end, more often than not, end up taking no action at all. So best practice is to actually have only one link and drive all your traffic to the number one platform of importance. If you're writing a newsletter like a Joe Pompliano, that would be the newsletter, as Daniel suggested. But if you're in my position and podcast is the number one priority, you're left with a little bit of a dilemma. But Daniel has some advice to me here. So an example could be for a podcast, your newsletter sponsoring your podcast. I think creators where I listen to their podcast, right? And they do this where they technically put their newsletter as a sponsor. So that's an option right there. It's just pretending that your newsletter is the sponsor for that. And you want people to check out your newsletter as well. Or it could tease like bonus info. Like yeah, let's say you have like a bonus conversation with that person. But the only way that your listeners can access that bonus is if they subscribe to your email list. And so they receive a bonus right there as well. One of the best ways to get subscribers is to create a lead magnet. 
aka a little piece of value for your audience, importantly, that they care about and want in exchange for them giving you their email address. And Daniel had some ideas for what I could do with a podcast that didn't take too much crazy ideation or effort to produce. One option could be like 100 tips of what you learned from starting a podcast, right, of interviewing people. Or it could be 100 lessons that you learned from your guest, right, and your big takeaways from each of these guests of how to start, well, about their business and everything. So yeah, like a lead magic is probably one of your best ways to grow your newsletter when you're start, just starting out. It's one of the fastest ways that I grew my newsletter. And in Daniel's case, his first lead magnet was mega simple. And yet it got him his first 50 subscribers. So mine was a super simple one. It was a Spotify playlist. That was my first lead magnet of just interviews that I listened to about other newsletter creators. And I just curated a whole list of playlists. And here is one of the best takeaways of the entire coaching call. It's one thing to produce a lead magnet, but how do you get it to the right people, particularly if your social media audience is small? Well, Daniel had a solution that worked for him. Release it as a product on Product Hunt. Product Hunt is a website to share and discover new products. Users like you and me, we submit these products, which are listed in a linear format day by day. The site includes a comment system and a voting system similar to Hacker News or Reddit, which is the most interesting products gaining traction. This site has led to the discovery of over 100 million products from 50,000 different companies. I even found out there's a whole category dedicated to podcasts. I like Product Hunt. It's just much more friendlier than Reddit. Uh, yeah, with Product Hunt, let's say you have a lead magnet right that you created. So what Product Hunt uh, has the option that you can schedule your product to be released on a certain date. So you can upload your product, a product hunt, you know, your lead magnet, it could be like one week before, but you have it scheduled to fire out, let's say a Saturday at 10 a.m. And then from there, you can start promoting it, right? You can start like getting people, hey, like check out this lead magnet that's going to come out on Saturday at 10 a.m., right? People can start to upvote it. But when it comes out, there's already a huge list of demand already. Say that I, I've never been on product hunt before. I've never been engaged with that platform. If I jumped on there tomorrow, and put something out, is there a, a strong chance that I'm literally going to hear crickets and not going to see anything? Or do you need to have like an established presence on the platform to have some success doing this? Or did you do it just off the bat randomly and found some success? So yeah, I've been a user, but I don't like comment on every product that comes out. I just like to see what's going on. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't really engage in that way of commenting, but I do visit the site every single morning just to see what's new. But yeah, no, you don't have to engage on product hunt or anything beforehand to upload your product because product hunt does a really good job of like kind of pushing out your product. The only thing is that if it's your first time uploading on product hunt, try to avoid the busy times, like the busy days. So Mondays to Thursdays are probably not your best bet if you're just starting out. You want to share it on Friday or Saturday or Sunday, your product. Is there any guidance about any ways to actually promote it in terms of what we should be writing in the description or anything like that? Yeah, well, just a simple description, right, of what your lead magnet or product is about, right? Also, if you can do some like type of video of your lead magnet, let's say like how to use your lead magnet, you could create like a Loom video quickly and just upload it to Product Cut so people can understand how it works. And then, yeah, just comment of like, why you built it because product hunt gives you that option to like comment on the first post and so just explain why you built it and what you're hoping to get out of building this product and how it can help you like the person okay great you've got your first 100 subscriber launch strategy but what platform should you publish on for beginners there's one simple user-friendly solution that daniel recommends 
So it would be Beehive if you're just starting out and you just want something simple to send out. You want to build your email list and just quickly send out emails to your people, like to your followers. Then yeah, just Beehive is like the most simplest thing that you can set up quickly. If you want to go hardcore into the automations and everything like that, then maybe something like ConvertKit might be something for you. But if you're just looking to send out a weekly email, Beehive does the job. Now there's hundreds of emails flooding your ideal audience's inbox. It's not enough to just be another newsletter. Unless we want to be ignored, sent to trash, or unsubscribed from, we've got to be aiming to be our audience's favorite newsletter. So I asked Daniel, what are the foundations of a quality newsletter that'll help us stand out from the mediocrity? So one of them was to be creating a welcome email. I've subscribed to a lot of newsletters and uh, it's crazy how many people like don't have a simple welcome email that when you subscribe to that newsletter, you get to, you know, it's the most open email that your newsletter will have. So having a welcome email is just, you know, a simple way to introduce yourself and to just tell your subscribers what to expect of your newsletter. And it's just a great way to also just create that first engagement with your subscriber with asking a simple question. Right. So actually ask a question to get them to reply back to you or direct them to some content of yours or something like something to get the relationship going back and forth. Is that best practice? Yes. And also it's good to close what ads email and Yahoo understand that, okay, this person like wants to hear more from your newsletter. So Lynette, they'll actually send your newsletter to the inbox and not to like the promo folder or spam folder. So that's another good practice. Yeah. So next one will have to be like automations, right? So just having automations. Now, of course, this is like, you have to be on like a paid plan on some of these platforms, right? So automations are just a great way just to let them do the hard work of like sending out a welcome sequence, right? So that's one thing. So sending one email daily for like, let's say five days, just to nurture and provide value to your subscriber. Daniel then brainstormed some ideas of how I could apply this to the podcast. Yeah. So one email could contain like, let's say your social links, just your other content. So if you have a YouTube channel, right? You have a podcast, right? You want to share that with people be like, hey, like I also do this. You could check out as well. Another email could be your best content, like your most popular content, right? That people are really enjoying listening to. So you can share that in one email. Another one could be more like products that you created, maybe that are free, right? And provide that to them as well. So those are just some of the options that you have when it comes to a welcome sequence. What should I actually be talking about besides, hey guys, new podcast episode released, listen and click through? What sort of content is going to make this a good newsletter? What are some best practices that I can incorporate? You could do like a deep dive, like of certain, like, let's say your guest talked about this certain framework, right? Of what they did. And they did not go into, into a deep dive really in your podcast, right? So you could go into a deeper dive of what that looks like. You could create like infographic designs, right? Of how that will look as well. It could be just like the top highlights of the episode of what you learned about how you be and like how you'll implement that in your own like business and all that as well. So there's just a few ways that you can provide value and how to, I guess, mix in your podcast with your newsletter. One strategy that I see a lot of newsletters that I subscribe to implementing is linking interesting articles, resources, and other cool things from around the internet. But should I be implementing this given what I'm trying to achieve with the podcast? It all depends on what you're trying to do with your newsletter. Right. Like with me, I do have that section, right, of curation of where I try to find content that's related to the newsletter world still, but to let the reader to learn more about it. But honestly, it's up to you. It's up to what you're trying to get out of the newsletter. 
if you're trying to drive like grades and all that, then a curation is always going to work just because people like curated stuff and they like to, if they're interested in a certain topic, they're going to click on it. But something like for your newsletter, you pretty much just want to push them to your podcast, right? So just having one clear CTA, right? Like what you have is to go listen to your podcast, right? It's a good option already. The closing piece of advice Daniel shared with me was around deliverability and email list management. One of the biggest risks you face as a newsletter writer is low open rates. You see, these weak open rates increase the risk of your emails being flagged by Gmail and other service providers, resulting in them being directed to spam folders rather than the inbox. This issue then creates a vicious cycle where low engagement leads to poor deliverability, which in turn further reduces the open rates and keeps this cycle spiraling down. Daniel explains. Yeah, so with your email list, you always want to keep it clean, right? You always want to have active emails because if you don't have active emails, right, a lot of your emails are just going to go directly to the spam folder. And then even if your emails you send to your active subscribers, you're going to be sent to the spam folder because Google or Yahoo is going to see these, that a lot of your emails are going directly to the spam folder because of your inactive subscribers, right? So you want to clean your email list since you're doing, I think, weekly, right? A weekly newsletter. I'm doing twice weekly because I'm doing two podcasts a week. Twice a week. Okay. So twice a week, you might want to clean your list every 90 days, right? Every 90 days, you just want to create an automation where it does it automatically. And if they don't open your email after 90 days, right, they'll put into the inactive like that. No emails are being sent to that person and to save your deliverability from getting ruined and everything and then having to work again just to fix that. So that's one thing that you can do with your email list. Right. So active emails being people that open my emails, basically. Right. You don't want to send emails to your inactive subscribers because then those are just going to be going straight to spam folder. And then that's going to affect the emails that you actually send to your active subscribers, which are going to be sent directly to the spam folder as well. So that was my coaching call with newsletter content creator, Daniel Roman. I'm hoping you got a few more tools in your toolkit. And who knows, if you implement some of these lessons with enough consistency and effort, you could be the next Joe Pompliano. As I mentioned, in order to get this newsletter off the ground, I'm already planning my lead magnet product hunt launch. If you have any ideas for me for the types of problems you're having or any big questions you're unclear about while trying to get into small business ownership, hit me up on socials at either at Richards on Twitter or at Richards one on Instagram. Selfishly, it'll help me create a lead magnet people actually care about to attract more newsletter subs and could even answer some key questions for you in the meantime. So if that sounds like a good trade, hit me up. That's it for today's show though. So keep crushing it and closing out the week strong. I'll catch you next Tuesday where we'll be chatting with ex-Uber employee and new acquisition entrepreneur, Zach Smith. He's just closed on a new business purchase and is full of fresh wisdom on the whole experience. So you won't want to miss it. Thanks and I'll catch you on Tuesday. 